This is the Kitzer of Sichid Dalet of Parshas Mishpatim in Chelek Tezayim, page 269. The Rebbe begins with the Pasuk in this week's Parsha where it says, Mi baldvarim Anybody that has a matter that has to be settled should come to the Bezdin to settle it. And the Gemara says, And the Shach explains what the Gemara is saying is that the Bezdin listens to the claimant first and then the defendant could present his counterclaim. What's the reason for this? So the Shach explains because there's a halacha of Meide b'miktsas, which means if someone was demanding of you, let's say $100, and you're admitting to 50, so you pay the 50, and for the other 50 that you deny, you have to swear that you don't owe it. That's Meide b'miktsas. However, you only swear Meide b'miktsas in a case where the claim for 100 was made before you admitted to half. But if you first admit it to half, and only later the claimant comes and claims that you owe him a hundred, then you don't have to make a shvua. You admit it already in advance that you owe him that half, and it's not admitting part because you, you admit it before the whole amount was demanded of you. So the point of why we have the claimant say his claim first is in order to put the defendant in a position that he will have to make this shvua that he owes the money. Since he should have paid up in advance, he shouldn't have been forced to be dragged to the Besnan to pay, only to be forced to pay. So therefore we want the defendant to be in a position that will be forced into swearing, so that he'll have to swear, and or if he doesn't want to swear, he'll have to pay up what he denies. But then the Gemara continues and says that There are some times that we do allow the defendant to say his claim first and avoid swearing. And when is that? And the Shach explains what this means is, if the reason why the defendant did not pay up what he owes was not because he was trying to avoid paying, but because his possessions that he owns at this time are undervalued and he doesn't want to pay now, he wants to wait until the value goes up. In such a case, we allow him to say his claim first, which will then have him avoid making a shvua because he's not, he's, he's not someone that's trying to avoid paying. This is the Gemara. So the Rebbe says, like we see regarding everything in Teireh, that really the source of Teireh is a chemda gnuza, it's above, in Ruchnius, and everything in Teireh could be explained on a Ruchnius level. And many times you could only understand a Gemara fully if you understand the Ruchnius dimension of this piece of Gemara. And the same is true over here. According to this interpretation of the Gemara, this halacha of allowing the claimant to speak first only has relevance in one specific case regarding the Maidah B'miktsas. In a regular case, in a regular Dintayda, it really doesn't matter who we're going to allow to speak first, the claimant or the defendant. So why does the Gemara say this as something which it seems like it's speaking about every case that we always allow the Teveya to speak first? But the point is, in Avedis Sashem, in the majority of cases, a Yid is a Maidah B'miktsas. And the reason for this is, Every single Yid has a Teveya, has someone that's claiming, that's coming, that wants to draw him into his possession. That's the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara comes and causes a Yid to stumble in an Aveda, and then afterwards he claims and says, look, this Yid belongs to me now. How does a Yid respond to this? A Yid is a Maidah B'miktsas. A Yid says, could be, I stumbled, I failed in a certain area. However, I don't belong to you fully. I'm a Yid, I have an Ashama. And every single Yid, even Paishi Yisrael, I'm a lay in mitzvahs kerima, and I'm filled with mitzvahs. How could you say that I belong to you fully? That's the answer of a Yid. And this includes every single Yid on any level, whether it's a Tzaddik, that's on a very high level, which even he is not perfect, ain't Tzaddik, that there's no Tzaddik, that doesn't have a certain imperfection. And even a Rasha is, So I don't belong to you fully. 
And this is what the Pasik says when it speaks about the halacha of Maidibimiktas, that there can be a dvar pesha, there can be something that you were negligent about. Then the Pasik says, Aveda, there could be something, some wasted time in your Aveda Hashem that you're not using, you're utilizing your Kaiches properly to serve Hashem. But nevertheless, what a Yid comes and says is, as the Pasik says, Asher ki huze. But it's only this is the specific area that I failed in, but otherwise I'm a Yid and I belong to Hashem. So I'm only a Maida B'Miktsas. So what's the halacha usually by a Maida B'Miktsas? He has to make a Shvua. What's the point of the Shvua? A shvuah also means, as it says in many places, soiva, that we saturate the person. We are giving him additional powers. Because this is a person that has failed in certain areas and he's in the possession of the Yitzhahara to some extent, so he needs to pull himself out of this, he needs to be able to do tshuva, and therefore he needs additional powers, which is what the shvuah is, to elevate him, to get him to be able to serve the Ebeshter properly. However, when we give a year these extra kaiches, there's a certain risk involved. Because what happens if he does not now use out those proper, those additional kaiches properly? So now not only has he not improved, he's actually wasted away those additional kaiches that Hashem has given him now. So the Gemara tells us there's a different approach in Avedis Hashem where you could avoid this entire interaction with the Yitzhahara and there's no need for any shvuah whatsoever. And what kind of approach in Avedis Hashem is this? Kazili nichsei. If your argument is that your possessions are, being, are cheap now and therefore you're not ready to pay now. What is this referred to in Avedis Hashem? So the Rebbe brings here a new approach in Aveda, which we could see from the Gemara about Rabbi Yechelem ben Zakkai that says that before he passed away he was crying. And why was he crying? Because he said, I don't know where I'm going. I see a pathway going to Ganeiden and a pathway to Gehenna. I don't know where I'm going, so how do I not cry? The question is, Rabbi Yechelem ben Zakkai, such a great Tana doesn't know where he's going. Of course he knew that he, he's going to go to Ganeiden. How is he crying about this? And also, why did he cry only before he passed away? He never reflected upon his condition in Avedis Hashem earlier on in his lifetime. He was only concerned, he definitely was not concerned, only about the schar, the reward or the punishment that may come upon him after he passes away. So the point here is that Rav Yechanan and Zakkai, in his entire lifetime, was so absorbed and involved in serving Hashem, and Hashem gives every single person a specific number of days and a specific amount of energy to fulfill every single moment in serving Hashem, that there's no time to waste to think about anything other than His mission in this world, including any other holy thing, including assessing yourself. Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai didn't even have one moment to think about himself because he was so absorbed in serving Hashem. And therefore, he never thought about his own level, about himself. It's only now when it was before he passed away. So he stopped to reflect upon himself. As the Rebbe says, And here he was crying, Who am I? What am I? What level am I on? So this is a tremendous level of Avedis Hashem, which is demanded actually from every single Yid. Just put yourself aside. Your Avedis should be with Bittal, you should be driven with a mission to fulfill your mission in the world that Hashem has given you, without at all taking yourself into account. And we see this also in another passage in this week's parasha where it speaks about to serve Hashem. And then it says, There'll be no miscarriage or a barren woman in your land and I fulfill your days. And the Rebbe Taichus, means when a person serves Hashem with Ave and Yireh, but it doesn't last. He has a high, but then he falls low again. Reason for this is because the person feels himself. 
It's me, it's my will, it's my agenda. He feels self-satisfaction in what he's doing. And therefore, when he feels the satisfaction, then he's motivated. Otherwise, then he falls. The person makes limitations to himself and things that come easier for him, he's ready to do. Things that are harder for him, he doesn't feel satisfaction, he's not ready to do. And a person can fall if the basis of his Avedis Hashem, his self-satisfaction. So therefore the Torah says, Think about your purpose in this world which Hashem is giving you every single day of your life. Instead of thinking about yourself, a person has become completely absorbed in Hashem's shlichus in this world, so he has no time to think about himself at all. He's just absorbed by the shlichus of the Eibishter in this world. And then when a person comes to such a level, so then he's not interested in Artsacha. He's not interested in any levels that he may attain in his Aveda. You come and ask him, what level are you reaching? What are you accomplishing? He's not interested in hearing about this. He'll respond brokenheartedly. What do I care about my own wills, my own levels of, of Aveda? I'm serving Hashem. That's all that matters to me. And then in such a t- when a Yid brings himself to such a kind of approach, Abishah promises, as even if in the past you were lacking in any area of your Aveda Hashem, I will fill it in and you will have your days to be full. So this is the concept here coming back to the Maida B'Miktas when this person could avoid making this Shvua and he could avoid this entire discussion with the Yetzirah. Which means that when a Yid in this world serves the Eibishter with this approach where he's the possessions of the Yid, which are his life, the days of his life, all the powers that he has, that it's totally dedicated and completely bottled to Hashem. And he's not thinking about himself. He's just busy making a Dir B'Tachtayne for the Eibishter in this world. He has no time to have arguments and discussions with the Yetzirah. At that very same moment where he's going to be discussing matters with the Yetzirah and trying to argue with him or trying to improve himself, he's wasting time on his shlichus that he has to do in this world. In such a situation, he's guaranteed that he's going, he's on a good path and he's definitely going to serve Hashem properly. He needs no shvua, he doesn't need that additional energy to empower him. He's on a good path in serving the Eibishter without being interrupted. And not only this, the Ebesher then promises him, as that even anything that you wasted in the past, the Ebesher says, I will come and fill this in for you, Bishlemus.